today we are going to learn a really important lesson about how to do the karma in the right way okay so you see no karma can be done without a desire okay there is going to be some desire attached to the karma even you taking this body it starts from that day from your birth itself right that you go on doing karma afterwards and taking the body itself was a karma and you had a karma and that's the reason you took the body otherwise there is no not it's not possible right so you took a body now the thing is that whatever karma you do you have to make sure that you are attaching or you are intending the right thing in other words the desire that is there because of which you might be doing a karma that desire needs to be kept in check okay there is no karma that can be done without having an intention or without having a desire right you you study you study so many years you all do the tapasya as well right so all kinds of spiritual practices people are doing so lot of things doesn't matter what you do you might be doing a charity you might be doing climbing a mountain or you know you are you are working and having a job and all that everything has a purpose right everything had a desire behind it you cannot even raise your hand or you know nod your head or even blink your eyes without having a purpose or a desire behind it it's not going to happen it's not possible okay so what you have to understand here is that the desire that you have is it going to cause you or put you into a bondage or you are going to you know it will take you towards the ultimate freedom it is going to keep you on your spiritual path that is what you have to keep in check okay so say for example you are doing some charity now the right kind of a desire if you do not attach the right kind of a desire then somewhere deep down through that charity you will start building ego and identities of being a very charitable person and uh, very helpful person and all that if you do not attach the right desire to it in at the subconscious level an automatic attachment of desire to that karma will happen your ego will start getting built uh, building itself your identities will start building itself your attachments to that identity which in you is of a charitable person will start happening by itself and what else <clears throat> your expectations you may expect 
you may start expecting that at least these people to whom I am doing charitable, they should love me or they should, you know, respect me or something. Something will happen. If you do not attach the right kind of a desire or kamana, in Hindi we call it kamana. If you do not attach, attach it purposefully, intently, if you don't do that, in some autopilot mode in yourself, something wrong will attach itself to the anything that you are doing. So make sure that you are attaching the right kind of a desire. Now why does one is doing a charity? There could be a genuine desire to help somebody. So then be very clear to the person you are helping today. He may never, he or she may never be able to help you back in this lifetime. And they may do something bad to you in this lifetime. It happens a lot of men. Right? So if you are doing a charity anytime and you want to attach the right kind of a desire or a sankalpa or a kamana to it, then say that within yourself that I am doing this to purify my karma. I am doing this that so tomorrow the results of this are given to me in some way. I do not want to know which way. Okay, I am doing this so that I can increase the balance of good karma in my account, in my karmic warehouse, in my karmic balance. And when that good karma, <clears throat> whatever fruits that good karma will bear, that's fine. I'll take it. Okay? Because when you are walking your spiritual journey, imagine if you have no food, no shelter, nothing to wear. A lot of you, if your survival is not taken care of, you cannot walk your spiritual journey. Forget about thinking Thinking about, you know, all kinds of yoga, kriya, tantra, mantra, yantra, god, god, goddesses, shakti, gurus, this and that. Forget about everything. First thing is to take care of your survival. You will be busy day and night thinking about where am I going to get the food next time? How am I going to feed my children, my family members? So, a lot of good karma, charity has to be done in order to, a lot of service also has to be done in order to have the good karmic balance, good karma in your account, karmic account, okay? So that when you walk your spiritual journey, suddenly your job and everything has been taken care of, you easily get paid and you know, you work, you work for it still, but yet, you, are, you easily get things in life. Nothing is like a roadblock. It's not like you are walking 10 steps, but you are getting the results of only one step in life. Right? It, it, it doesn't happen. So that's why a lot of good karma and a lot of things are done. Now suppose you are building a house. Then also, if you are a spiritual seeker, then build a house, but have an intention that I am building this house so that I can do my spiritual practices properly. I need this house. I need this shelter above me, on my head. 
I want my family to be housed properly so that I can do my spiritual practices peacefully. And I do not have to worry about, oh, there is someone yelling or this house is not mine so I cannot do this, I cannot do that or I, I have no place to live, whatever. So you see, attaching the right kind of a desire to any karma that you do is very, very, very important. If you are going for, if you are studying, say for example, a lot of you are a student and still studying somewhere, right? So suppose you are studying, why are you studying? Just because your mom and dad wants you to? Just because it looks nice? No. You are studying so tomorrow you can get a job and you can, you know, survive yourself and tomorrow if you have a family, then you can survive your family members, you can earn your living. So attach that desire to your studies, to your stuff that you are doing, whatever career and career thing that you are doing, okay, whatever exam that you are preparing for, attach that desire that I want to pass this, I want to get this done because I want to earn money, I want to serve, I want to be able to survive myself, nobody else's karma should be done to feed me that happens god forbid it's okay but you shouldn't be surviving on other people's karma now uh, this does not comes into picture for those who are about to take an official sannyasa they become officially they take sannyas renounce the world and then they go on 12 years and 12 years and 12 years. It's a very harsh thing and not an easy lifestyle at all that you are not allowed to stay at one place for 20, more than 21 days. You do not wear any <clears throat> stitched clothes. You do not, uh, you only eat what people give you and all that. So that kind of a lifestyle, that kind of a thing can be done in India can be done in Nepal, can be done in Bhutan, can be done in some other Asian countries, but it cannot be done in places like America, like Australia, like Canada. You cannot go out begging, okay? So even with officials, even if somebody takes an official sannyasa or the renunciation, when they go for that, and if they are in the uh, countries like America or <clears throat> Australia or Canada and UK or some other European country, then still there are, they, they, it's not a 100% thing. It can never be. It's not a 100% sannyasa. Those sannyasis still, sannyasi and those sannyasins still are going to cook their food, are going to live under the roof, not under the sky, okay, not going to wander around just like that not going to go and ask for shelter or you know food or water by knocking other people's door it's not possible it's not safe it's not advisable and in some places it's even illegal to do so you will be put into the prison for doing such things in some countries 
but not India, right? India has a tradition of like uh, having 650,000 sannyasis every year. Officially, that many people take sannyasa in India and they go on begging for alms and we know that uh, they are sannyasis. So people naturally serve them. It's the entire society. It's the system there. It's the entire society which takes care of the people. So this thing that attaching the desire and living like this, it doesn't work for sannyasis. So this is more of a question to those who are a householder. Sanyasi is living on a very different plane, mental and subtle plane. So there's no comparison there between people, normal people, those who are householder, have a family and this and that and still are walking their spiritual journey. Or many of you who are still single do not have a household yet are born to a householder kind of parents and they are taking care of you and all that or Otherwise, whichever way you are walking your spiritual journey. So if you do not attach your karma with the right kind of a desire, it will get attached with something that you, that will put you into a bondage. Now, the thing that we have to keep in mind here is that this will become a sakam karma. Now, I did create a video long ago about what is Sakam Karm and what is Nishkam Karm. A lot of people do not understand. Just take, They just take the meaning of the word Kam or Kamana. In other words, desire. And then they go on beating the drums of, no, no, I want to do Karma Yoga and I want to be doing Nishkam Karm. Well, tell me what is Nishkam Karm? Can you ever do anything? Can anyone ever do anything that has no purpose, no intention behind it? No. Even when you are lying, lying down, doing nothing, still you are resting. There's a purpose behind it. You might be lazying around. That's the purpose behind, behind it. Right? If you are blinking your eyes, there is a purpose behind it. Anything that you ever do has a kamana behind it. That is the reason nishkam does not mean without kamana. It's not at akam. It's nishkam. Nishkam means that without having the desires that put you into the bondage, that binds you to the sansara, to the world. That is what the word Nishkam actually means. Having the desire of moksha is a desire. Yet, all those who have walked the spiritual journey had a desire like that and they were enlightened. Right? They, they their efforts were accordingly. I am not saying just by having a desire, uh, you will be able to achieve anything. No, alone desire alone is not sufficient. You have, your efforts should be according to your desire. 
but those desires should not be propelled by the five impurities that we have five kinds of mental emotional patterns or you can say sanskara or you can say vasana or you can call them chitvrittis five different types what 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 are those A spiritual ignorance avidya number 1 number 2 asmita identities number 3 raga means attachment number 4 dvesha means aversions number 5 abhinivesha means fear and resistance to change none of your desires should be fueled by these five impurities and together all of them actually create an ego in you right so if you do not put the right right kind of attach the right kind of a desire automatically because you live anyways on autopilot most of the time you are driven by the by these five things most of the time something in your mind related to attachments detachments is going on passion obsession this and that something related to grudges or that dvesha aversions i don't like this this i don't like this person i don't like this something related to that is going on or at a very subtle level you are fearful of moving ahead in life right changing yourself changing your circumstances changing whatever is needed in at a very subtle level fear is playing you so you are being played by these five kinds of impurities within so if you consciously do not attach the right kind of a desire to the karma that you are doing then something out of these five will create a desire and then it will attach to it i need this car not because i can travel nicely and you know i can enjoy whatever it is instead it will say okay because my neighbor or my relative purchased a car like this now i want a better car from them <laughs> in comparison to them <laughs> you know jealousy <laughs> so you are buying something out of jealousy you may do things out of aversions you may do things out of attachments okay um, and that's how the story goes so nishkam karma actually means doing the karma but with the desire of freeing yourself with the desire of walking your spiritual journey with the desire of attaining the moksha in life that's the thing now a lot of people come to me and they often cite that uh, you know a shloka from bhagavad gita it's one of the scriptures Uh, that hindus have and in the inner vedic system it's the dialogue between the wisdom that bhagwan krishna imparted to arjun and arjun was a warrior one of the warrior in the battle of mahabharata and uh, on the battle grounds he is giving the wisdom about life about moksha about everything to the to arjun so that's what gita is about and it's one of the most uh, most sacred and important scripture of 
almost all the households in Hindus and they, they always have Gita at home. So they go on reading it and they sometimes what happens is people take the bits and pieces from here and there from the scriptures and then they, then they go on arguing about it. No, no, no. In Gita, Krishna said to Arjun that, you know, you should do the karma without any desire to it. You should do nishkam karma. And often they come up with the shloka that they cite for this is like karmanyavadikaraste mapadeshu kadajana. So in this shloka, nobody, Krishna is not saying, Bhagavan Krishna is not saying that do a nishkam karma or that, that this is what nishkam karma means. He is saying do the karma. Do the karma. That is your right. Your right to do the karma. You have that. But what results it will bring should not create the aversion or the attachment in you. Should not create any ego or ahankara in you. Whatever results may come. Say for example you are looking for a job. Do you ever think like, no, no, I'm looking for a job and it should be $100,000 per annum. If it is $99,000, I'm not going to take it. Suppose you get a job of $99,000. Now, should you be unhappy for that $1,000 or should you be happy that you got for $99,000? Or should you be okay that I did this karma, I got this result? Or if you are in a dire necessity, then you may get a $50,000 job. So then you may think, I studied so much, I did this, I did that, and here they are giving me just $50,000, $60,000, I don't want this. And you are with me. Well, if you really need a job, it fits your first job or you need it, you are in a, you are in a difficult time, just take it. It's better than having a zero job or no, zero money, Right? $50,000-$60,000 is still better than having nothing per month. So whatever consequences you get, whatever results you get after doing the karma genuinely, 100%, putting your 100% effort, the results you get, you should not have an attachment or aversions to them. That is what Krishna is saying in another shloka. When people cite this shloka, they often forget, you know, that there is another uh, shloka after this where, and it's another famous one. Yada yada hi dharmasya, glanir bhavati bharata, abhyutthanam adharmasya. So that, that shloka I'm talking about. So in that one, where he's, when he says, you know, when the dharma goes down from the world, Paritranaya sadhunam, vinashaya chadrushkritam. Means when all the good people, the spiritual seekers are being troubled by people who have who bad, who are bad actually, you know, have criminal mindset or have uh, lots of dark, deep dark hidden sanskaras and patterns. If they are in so much, good people are so much in trouble, so much in pain and suffering because of those 
naughty nasty people then in order to destroy those people or take care of those people those who were bad and to help the spiritual people the seekers the good people people doing good karma i will take the birth i will come back paritranaya sadhunam vinashaya cha duskritam what are these look at them <clears throat> what is he saying that the purpose behind him taking another body in any other lifetime is the purpose the purpose is to save the good people and to take care of the bad people so you see he is attaching a very clear cut desire to the karma that will happen through him again in another shloka in the gita hatotva cha swargam there's something like that i forgot the exact shloka but what he's saying is that if you die on this battlefield then you will stay still attain the level of consciousness you will live at the level of consciousness of heaven you will still attain swarga if you die valiantly fighting for dharma not just fighting this does not apply on all the war situations the war situation that we have in gita in mahabharata does not apply everywhere these days the wars are being fought but for resources you know for capturing something for looting something those wars are not happening for the dharma on the name of dharma no war is happening here people right kind of people go on doing activism you know peaceful activism or may not be so kind so peaceful kind of an activism and protesting here and protesting there that can still in some cases can be considered as a war for dharma but the countries attacking each other and dropping bombs here and there that's not dharma so do not compare those wars or any wars with the situation that we have here so here krishna is being explained by bhagwan shri ra sorry arjun is being explained by bhagwan krishna that you know you you will go to heaven if you attain if you die here on the battleground and if you win then you will be able to set up dharma as a king as a prince as a king on this entire piece of land on this earth in the entire country you will be able to be a king if you win you will rule the king rule this place as a kingdom it will be your kingdom so you must fight the war of dharma see he is giving him a clear cut purpose of why he needs to fight that war 
if he if nishkam means having no desire why would he explain to have a desire why what kind of desire what exactly the type of desire you need to have in order to fight that battle so no do not try to interpret any scripture may it be gita may it be yoga vishisht or anything without understanding the entire context of it the timeline for it the level of consciousness that was there at at that time in people and the scripture in its entirety there is a context before that there is a context after that you cannot understand taking out just one shloka take just four lines out of it and try to go on interpreting it it's like you know um, how even from a very good video a very serious thing some people can create a troll kind of funny kind of video just by taking a clip out out of context it might appear very funny it might even appear like oh this person said that when people are creating lot of fake news and doing all kind of gimmicks or trying to defame somebody or an organization or a person or whatever or politician or anybody then they create such kind of troll kind of videos where they take just the clip out and then it it looks like nonsense it literally sounds like nonsense that this person is talking because they couldn't part is missing the con- entire context is missing whatever was said before whatever was said after is completely missing so now individual sentences from here and there may look like something funny or something nonsense don't do that with the scriptures don't wisdom does not work like that so you have to be very clear about understanding nishkam karm nishkam karm is the karma type of karma that is done to attain moksha to walk your spiritual journey to go towards ultimate freedom sakam karma is the karma that is done to live like a bhogi means to satisfy your sensory pleasures okay and to you know just some pleasure activity or something uh, that strengthens the attachments in you and you are doing a karma that strengthens the aversions in you fear in you or maintains your resistance that kind of karma or you are building a house because you want name fame money this and that so that people can think oh you are such a big guy you are such a big big gun big shot whatever and you are this you are that and suddenly people respect you because you have this because you have that so that kind of a worldly lifestyle is what i am talking about so those type of karma karma which are done from the desires like that when the desires are fueled by these five impurities they take you towards bondage they take you towards sansara they take you towards the world and they blind you <laughs> sooner or later they cause enormous amount of misery and suffering 
how come people having so much money, so much resources and everything are often empty from within, are not happy, go through depression, go through anxiety, panic attack and what not. Why? So attach the right kind of a desire to the karma that you are doing. Neither attach the sakam kind of, if you are a spiritual seeker, do not attach sakam kind of a thing. Sakam kind of a desire. Don't make it sakam karma. Okay. So do not attach just the worldly desire and understand the different difference between that, you know, you are building a house. A spiritual seeker may be building a house. And it may look like, oh, he has a worldly desire, he's buying a car and he's building a house. You don't know that those things will facilitate his life in such a way that he's able to meditate, go to some place in a less time because he has a car now instead of waiting four hours outside uh, for the uh, public transport or not being able to work. Okay. So a lot of things. So not having any attachment to what you have achieved, not having any attachment or grudges or, uh, you know, whatever the achievement is, whatever the consequences you got, whatever is the result that you got, right? Neither leave it for autopilot, nor leave it for your, uh, nor make it succumb by attaching the worldly desires to the karma that you are doing. Make sure you are attaching the desires which take you towards ultimate freedom, towards moksha. So that's why attaching the right kind of desires is necessary for all the karma that you are doing. And if you attach them with the desires of moksha, then they are called as nishkama karma. Okay. Namaste. Jai Shiva. Oh.